Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hey, James Williams. Oh, hey, Joe Elvin. What are you doing on September 16th? Well, the London Podcast Festival is on, Joe, and they've only gone and invited Hey, It's OK along. Don't make us sit in a pod cupboard all alone, dear listeners. Come and see me and Joe and a fabulous celebrity guest putting the world to right. Get your tickets at kingsplace.co.uk. They're selling out fast. See you there. Hello, Glamour Gang, and welcome to our weekly podcast, Glamour Hey, It's OK, the trip that we take to the pod cupboard. I'm your host, Joe Elvin, Editor-in-Chief of Glamour. Today, I'm joined by uh, two special guests, one beautiful Glamour staff member and one absolutely gorgeous YouTube sensation. So this is going to be great. We're going to be talking about liking your own company. Is that OK or not OK? Is it all right to really get into the whole pomp and ceremony of British stuff. And I mean, I'm going to need some schooling on that one. So I'm looking forward to that. And to talk openly about money and salary. So who knows where this is going to go, but I'm sure it's going to be fun. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. It's glamour. It's hey, it's okay. We are in the pod cupboard. I'm your host. I'm Joe Elvin, the editor-in-chief of Glamour. Today I'm joined by not one, but two, I believe, podcast virgins. I'm going to be as gentle as I possibly can with Sagal Muhammad, Glamour's entertainment assistant. Hello. Now, Sagal is, you are, oh, I should let you say hello. Say hello. Hello. That was so rude of me. (laughs) I'm so used to talking over the assistants. (laughs) That's what it's like at Glamour, everybody. (laughs) Sagal has been working at Glamour for a long time, but is now been trapped into a full-time position at last yes congratulations thank you so much (laughs) and and we are joined today by a proper internet sensation who I mean not only is she Fleur de Force she's a tour de force hello Fleur de Force hello thank you for that introduction yeah I know why don't you know that's a is that where the name comes from um you know what I actually chose it so quickly and kind of not even thinking that it would become anything let alone my full-time job slash name so um yeah yeah obviously it's fra- it's a kind of play on words with tour de force but I really did not put that much thought into it, it it feels like whenever you say it you should be standing 
knee legs apart, hands on hips with a cape, wind machine. <laughs> Which is actually quite embarrassing. I if you am Fleur de Force. <laughs> it's not, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. But yeah, I, sometimes I really like it and I'm like, yes, I'm really glad I chose this and didn't add like all sorts of numbers to the end of my username when I set up a YouTube account. But then sometimes I'm like, this is a bit embarrassing and kind of <laughs> slightly, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's like a bit over the top. <laughs> Does anybody, so is your, you know, former pre-YouTube name, is that still a Yeah, thing? well, actually, I've obviously, I got married like halfway in between my YouTube journey, in between starting and where I am now. So I've actually changed my name. So it did work out quite well that I didn't have to even think about that. Right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> ah. Fleur is my real name. So that works. And now there's going to be a little baby divorce. There is, yeah. A Congratulations. Baby yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Is that going to be the Shit. baby's surname? Baby's divorce. <laughs> Definitely not. You should. Although, although I have received a couple of gifts that have baby divorce, like personalised numbers. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really cool, but a bit embarrassing at the same time again. But. I kind of think that if, you know, if a child is born into the world with, this, with any first name, surname, divorce. <laughs> it's got to be a good start, right? Everything. I mean, it's like, it, that's Step like alive. Superman being born, right? That's like... <laughs> You know, the saviour of the world. So no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Got a few months left to When are you due? Um, end of the year. Right, yeah, because you're quite tiny at the moment. So, yeah. yes. it's, it's growing. I, it's I only true. know you're pregnant because I read about it, not because not, not I can see it. Otherwise, you're like, have you had a few too many burgers? It's not going to be No, <laughs> not at all. So how are you? How's things? Yeah, really, really well, thank you. Um, yeah, the pregnancy's been kind of consuming everything for a few months literally um, and <laughs> metaphorically yeah. and yeah everything um and yeah no everything's been awesome the last year has just been an absolute whirlwind of kind of launching products and my second book coming out a year ago and everything's kind of been really really busy and now yeah. I'm kind of focusing a lot more on me and growing a, a baby and kind of doing life as opposed to quite so much because that's the one thing I think and what what would you in your mind what is your title my title yeah like you know influencer vlogger youtuber I, this is and it does seem to be a bit of a rankly subject for people in the digital media sphere yeah it definitely is and a lot of people hate influencer yeah so that's I why I, that's why I asked yeah yeah a lot of people are like I'm not an influencer it does sound a little bit kind of up yourself to say I'm an influencer I, I like I wouldn't it, call myself it, an influencer it's just become a very widespread term like a buzzword really yeah yeah um I would always introduce myself as a youtuber or right. a, like a blogger or a youtuber mm. um because I think it's straight to the point and it's you know not I think influencer sometimes comes across as a bit arrogant yeah I think influencer as well is a bit more of an Instagram thing don't you think because a lot of bloggers now do um Instagram rather than just YouTube yeah in that sense so sometimes they don't want to call themselves youtubers because they're like well we don't only do youtube we do blogs as well yeah. i love things. this i love these new these these modern demarcation lines of snobbery i'm not a youtuber <laughs> i'm not an influencer yeah i'm pretty chilled out with it all i mean you can you know call me whatever you want <laughs> yeah, i want to write i want to write a sitcom where they're all sort of like at each other's throats and like, yeah. uh, I definitely watch that. <laughs> yeah that's the nature of it though you do a bit of everything and i think if you get annoyed at being called a, you know an Instagrammer when you're a YouTuber as well like, I can't watch it out yeah. now you don't you don't need to name names but are there rivalries I mean it seems it, it's such it's all such new media and in traditional media sort of like magazines and that yes the, the rivalry for many many years was absolutely ugly like the competition was so fierce 
And I can imagine that no matter how polite people are about, oh, no, 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 of course, they're my dearest friends. There must be, you know, advertising accounts, lucrative things that you, you're competing for. Does that come into play? Um, you know what? It's actually been a very interesting process. Like This is my eighth year of, of being an internet person. And obviously things have changed hugely in that period of time from everyone sitting in their bedroom at university kind of just taking a few pictures and filming stuff and not really thinking anyone's going to watch it to obviously being a, a you know big business for people. Mm. And I think it's changed a lot during that process. So it started off very much uncompetitive. No one really was competing for anything because it was more about making friends and sharing information. Um, and then it definitely, it's not so much competitive, but it's more everyone is 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 there for business now it's become a lot more kind of business based and you can tell that when you go to events it's not so much oh hey let's go to this launch and then hang out for the day and have an awesome afternoon it's like okay I'm going to that launch then I've got a meeting then I've got this and that oh I might see you next week it's another launch yeah yeah so it's become work for people and I think a lot what I'm noticing is I think if you know whatever magazine I've worked on be it Glamour or New Woman or the Teenage Magazines if we lost a piece of business it was because well you know this product this magazine was better for our market or we're aiming for but I think with bloggers and influencers and youtubers it must feel a little bit more personal um it does to a certain extent I I can't speak for everybody but Mm. for me personally I'm very well aware that you know there are a lot of people doing what I do now um and there's only a certain amount of you know brand deals but there are actually quite a lot of them and it is a very much similar kind of situation of like oh that person is perfect for that brand yeah and that's why they've gone with them there's the occasional thing where you know if there's a certain launch that they choose somebody and you think oh like they never talk about that brand like that's such a weird choice like I love that brand I wish they'd chosen me obviously you feel like that sometimes um but there's so much to go around everybody is so like so interested in the digital space still um it's awesome to have that and you know we're very very lucky in that sense because it's obviously still kind of maturing as an industry and a kind of form of media um so yeah I'm I'm quite chilled about it like you you win some you lose some. yeah it's so exciting and fascinating to watch because it's such new territory and I think that there's only going to be more and more opportunities from my point of view I it's very populated by a certain age of young woman and I kind of I'm looking forward to that expanding do you yeah. know what I mean and you know what that's actually been amazing for me over the past few years is that my audience have really grown with me there is that assumption that because you're a youtuber your audience is teenage girls um and for me that's now I think my stats for under 18 are like now five percent or mm. something like that so because your audience like, has grown with you yeah which yeah. people are always so surprised they're like wow like that is really is that many yeah, yeah is that <laughs> many kind of young women and you know like watching you as opposed to teenage girls and that that for me is really awesome because you know I'm talking to my peers as opposed to talking un- underneath me in the age kind of bracket which can be quite difficult because things that I'm interested in now like babies and houses and all yeah. of that kind of stuff is not really that relevant when you're a teenager um, so it's nice what what are your favorite parts of what you do um so many it used to be travel but I'm doing a little bit less travel now I used to love the travel but mainly like the flexibility more than anything else because you can wake up in the morning and decide that day you know what you want to do and kind of how how you want to like you can control your content which I think unless you're in the position like you are where obviously you're in control of the content for a magazine it's so hard in any other believe me I still have to be here at a certain time every day (laughs) I really I do envy that flexibility yeah yeah, the time flexibility is is really really great um but yeah it's just so it's awesome as well to be in touch with your audience in 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 an instant and I think again that's something that 
everybody pretty much everybody can do now because social media is yeah. you know, everyone's using it um you get instant feedback that's so cool to be able to put something out there and have people respond to you so quickly so it's, it's usually cool isn't it instant yeah. feedback that yeah. side of it as well but <laughs> let's not talk about no <laughs> so tell me about your brow products i know you're sort of like building a burgeoning empire here with your beauty lines well there's a few things out now yeah so i um first launched my lashes um a couple of years ago with Eyelore. Um, who are a brand I've loved and used for a long, long time. And then this year we launched a brow collection with them as well. Um, And we've just launched a new brow defining pencil, which is like a double-ended pencil. I'm all about the multi-use products. absolutely love it. And are you wearing it on your perfectly coiffed brows as we speak? Yeah. (laughs) I am. Funny that. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's really, really important for me. Everything I put out, I genuinely use and love. Like that's always been number one priority well there's some of us who have a face for radio and then there's people like Fleur who really should always be on video I can assure you now listeners she looks flawless but then so do you Scott no it's just me just me and the Hootenie should just live in the pod cupboard and never leave the pod cupboard just stay (laughs) there you're calling it a cupboard it's actually like a really nice big room don't ruin the myth don't ruin it Now, Fleur de Force, have you listened to the Glamour Hey It's Okay podcast before? Yes, okay, I have. Okay, you can stay. So, <laughs> no, but, so you know what we do. We sort of like, you know, have a few ideas that have come up in features meetings and we debate them the way we would at an actual Glamour features meeting. And I cannot believe that straight off the bat you have chosen the biggest hot potato. The most mm. controversial topic yeah. on the list. How exciting <laughs> of you. I can't wait. Is it okay or not, guys, to talk openly about money and your salary. What do you think? I am totally on the fence with this one, and I think it depends who you're talking to. I in she a was going to tell us. Way. I thought she was going to tell us how much how she much earns because right? I really want. <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's a very rude thing of me to say, isn't it? In polite society, it is very rude, and yeah. I 100% agree with that. And I've been asked so many times, being a YouTuber, which was your new profession, nobody really knows how much we earn, and everybody always wants to find out. But we've all got feverish true. imaginings about it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm very much on the fence about this because, on the one hand, I do think it's vulgar to talk about money. I think talking about money with your friends is not cool. I think asking people how much they earn is not cool, but. It's been a big part, especially in the early days of YouTube, in working out how on earth you make money yeah. from doing something new. You know, talking to your peers about, oh, this brand's approached me and I don't know what, like, the first kind of brand deals you do before the days of management, you know, and all of that kind of having somebody there to tell you, oh, you get this many views, so you're yeah. worth this much. And it was really important. Give you a bunch of pretty feathers and, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. exactly. Mm. So, like, it was a really important part of building my business for me. Um, you know, is talking, having obviously trusted friends and having kind of confidential conversations with them, not public, like, oh, I'm, I got this much money for that, which is crass. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, as a society, we are embarrassed talking about money. James Williams, our deputy editor, said on the podcast the other day that, um, you know, he has friends who will tell you everything about their sex life. But the minute you discuss money, everybody clams up. Yeah. And I think that while I I understand that and I understand people's awkwardness if, you know, they kind of secretly know they're out-earning their friends by an amazing amount of time, I I do feel like it's this conspiracy of shyness, this conspiracy to, you know, this conditioning that we're taught that it's a very impolite subject is why you end up with situations like we've just seen at the BBC where actually tons of really high-profile women were completely shocked at just how big the pay gap was between them and their male counterparts. So what do you think, Seagal? 
I think I'm on the fence as well. well a little Cigar bit works in magazines, because... so she's basically a millionaire. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's changed a lot because obviously when I was in uni, um, we used to talk about it openly. Like everyone was always talking about how poor they were and how they didn't have any money. And I think that's almost more acceptable than talking about. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like everyone yeah. always talks about how they don't have any money. You're like, like I want to oh go God. out tonight, but I've only got 40 quid yeah, in my bank and, account. And, and like, I want to spend it you know, a phenomenon I've noticed is people with money lying about not yeah, having money. Exactly. That's yeah. another thing. Then your other friends who may not be in the same financial situation feel bad and they're like, oh, yeah, but I don't have any money either, even they're though like, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. feel like they need to say that too. So I think in that sense, that's the only time that people feel like they could speak about money openly. When you know you're in the when same you know, boat. Yeah, exactly. When you know you're in the same boat. But then now, as soon as like now we've all gone off to get jobs and like all my friends, we all work in different places. As soon as that happened, at first we were a bit like, oh, so like they'd say like when they got a job, like, oh, this is how much like I've been offered for the first job. But then like you'd never hear. I feel like that's where it stops. Very quickly, you know I mean? like, it comes to boo. Yeah, then you don't really feel comfortable. Because you don't, yeah. I don't find, like, I would never ask someone how much they earn. I just feel like it's just an uncomfortable kind of topic. Yeah, it and is how quite would you bring it up? One of my friends has actually just straight up asked me before. I, my, my friend, I, have, I, I have friends like, who ask me. Yeah. Kind of like, um, uh, uh, do I tell you? Because you're like, you're one of my best friends. I don't really mind you knowing. But like, yeah. awkward. I'm not going to ask you either. <laughs> <laughs> I always depends on which, what kind of friend it is. I am really yeah. curious though. I'm always curious. Me too. Um, I, mean, I, I can't help. I, it's like you really want to know, but you just don't want to ask. <laughs> that, yeah, I, I, I do have friends who I discuss it with because um, I think that particularly in my job, and it's not like I'm obsessed with finding out how much more money I can earn, but I, I, I feel like, there's not many people who I can be really honest and confide in with about, you know, the pressures and strains of my jobs at my job. So I don't know, it, it, it does tend to sometimes be part and parcel of the conversation. So I can compare, you, you know, how I'm doing compared to other people. Am I being valued? Should I be asking for it? You know, it's, it's, I think that it's kind of, because really um, money, we need money to live. We need money to pay our rent. We need it to pay the mortgage and buy food and all that but it but it, it, rightly or wrongly we do use it as a as a measure of our esteem don't we we do use it as a measure yeah. of not not the only one and i think that you know if you're if you are starting out in your career and you're low earning of course there are also other important things but it does become a marker of how we feel we are viewed and valued, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. And what you were saying about talking to other people in the same kind of position, mm. it's exactly the same as what I was saying in the early days of what I do. I think it's just, you know, some what you can't otherwise really gauge certain things. And I think you've got to talk about it to certain people, but there's a time and a place. Well, I do think, though, that I, I respect that view totally because it is an awkward conversation and it's money is something that can make or break friendships but it's coming isn't it they you know the legislation where big companies have yeah. to declare what their uh, earners are earning and yeah. uh, and it's going to become much more of an open dialogue so we kind of maybe need to get over get it. over it <laughs> yeah it's it's coming you know whether you like it or not this salary is going to be only become a bigger topic of conversation yeah, yeah. and the other thing is i don't know whether it's necessarily a little bit of a kind of british like Politeness, politeness you know what I mean I, yeah there's one thing as well I've noticed over the years is in the states they're very much more open to talking about money and celebrating success whereas in the UK I think it's a little bit more of a you never talk about that you know if you're doing well keep it keep it on keep down, it, you know, kind of thing and I, I think it is a bit of a British kind of 
Yeah, and I think ultimately it, it might be accidentally a bit of self-oppression. I think that you know the more I think the more open we are about it, the less places there are to hide if you are being lowballed by your company. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Speaking of all things terribly, uprightly British, Fleur de Force, <laughs> is it okay to genuinely love a bit of good old British pomp and ceremony? I think it's fine to love it. I I'm not necessarily saying that I'm like the most kind of there with all of this. Like I'm like <laughs> right, watching now, the change. Can we clarify what it is yes. first for me? Because I've never heard of this term. And I'm not British born. <laughs> I think I've got Nor a vague idea of what we mean as trooping of the color it's yeah. a royal wedding it's or is it more than that um it, it, all of those things 100 percent. but then I think it's just a general love for you know the tradition that we have all the traditions that we have in this country that are very very unique is, they are are they are they all royal are we talking royal stuff um, only I'm trying to think now I think a lot of it is royal I'm sort of like I can see some Morris dances in the periphery of my mind has that got anything yeah, to do with it I mean, I don't particularly love <laughs> Morris dancers, but I think, they would count. Yeah. I think they would count. Um, you know what? Oh, well, then I'm totally, it's a hard pass. <laughs> yeah. I heard that it's basically, when I asked today Natasha, <laughs> she was like, in a nutshell, it's just posh people being so extra. So that was to translate into my understanding. So no, then I was like, oh, now wait. I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I A hundred percent. But then there also is quite a nice thing about it, the way it brings everybody together. I don't know if you remember like the Royal Wedding and everyone's having street parties. Yeah. And- yeah. I it, did have a street party on I my mean, road, actually. Exactly. And really we fun. all get an extra day off work. I mean, everyone's got to love I am, that. I am, um, and tell me if you think this is okay or not, it's probably not. I'm the textbook hypocrite on all this stuff because yeah. I'm like <laughs> the first one, you know, when Kate and William get him around, like, oh, God, everyone's just going to be going on about that for months. And, you know, I'm going to go to my mother-in-law's and I'm going to have to sit in front of the television <laughs> for 11.5 hours and watch you know 65 different angles of the dress and then the second it's on I'm the I'm the one like tweeting for Britain and yeah. like crying 
with wow, being moved by it all. Honestly, oh. I'm the worst. And I know I'm going to do it every time. And I still have this journey of <laughs> oh, eye roll to oh, eye crying. You know, But I do think that's okay. <laughs> yeah. well, to I, think answer just, I just got to be me, together. you know. Yeah. 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 You know, what I think is really nice is that it is so unique to the UK. Um, I mean, there's so many... I think when things are changing and you know modern the modern day age when we're like we don't need any of these things we really don't <laughs> we don't need to like go and watch the army do certain like ceremonial things but it's pretty unique to where we are and I think it is quite cool to know about it and to be interested in it and think oh that's cool I'm not an obsessive I'm not going to go and like buy all the mugs of you, have, you haven't <laughs> got a wedding you haven't got a scrapbook of the wedding I do not you know what no. I did have though I had a Kate and Will's engagement oyster card it wasn't on purpose but um I got it through the machine you know <laughs> like they launched them and I bought a new oyster card it came out I was like maybe this is a collectible oh. I'm gonna pocket it and buy a normal one see now that I I don't know it, it look an oyster card's one thing I guess um but it's it's that enforced assumption that everybody's going to be into this it, that's what is that's the point that really winds me up about it yeah. you know it's like can I just get on with my day I got yeah. nothing Kate and William seem really lovely couple like perfect sort of like modernity for the royal family I don't want to be told how much to care about it no yeah, I no agree. I agree with that I think sometimes it does get a bit much and the media coverage of it towards the end especially with the royal wedding the royal, I think the royal babies as well I find a little bit weird because it's there's so much interest you know when you're like oh my god they really had, is just yeah. leave them alone they've just been born you've got their whole life to take photos of them but, because they're uh, gonna be what royal i think forever. is really bizarre is like you know when she was giving birth and outside the toilet i mean sorry pardon? outside the toilet i think you have <laughs> to get beheaded now i think you've got to go to the tower for treason now i'm sorry <laughs> I went <to> hospital. <laughs> i'm so sorry your majesty <laughs> Secret, <laughs> secret super fan here. She pretended she didn't know, I know what pomp like, ceremony I know exactly was. I don't think you're allowed. I don't think. I think it is against the law to incite any of the royal family's names and the toilet names. in the same Oops. sentence. Yeah. God. Where were you going with that? that? When she was outside the hospital. Yeah. Um. I just found it so. That's one thing I find really bizarre. Like all the people who stand outside waiting to see the baby. Who does that? Like I didn't. I don't know. I just wouldn't. I mean, I'd want to see it once it's. You know, I'd want to see all the pictures and stuff. But I wouldn't want to go outside and wait. Outside the hospital. That's the element I find weird. I don't know. As well. The thing is, though, I, I, I think you're right, though, that uh, look, I don't have a, a, any particular problem with it. It's not something that really floats my boat, all the pomp and ceremony, but my parents in Australia, they love it. I mean, what is that all about? <laughs> they love it. My father, I mean, he it's in the diary, and he's like a really sort of like solid, salt of the earth, working class Aussie guy. And he gets really excited about the royal tattoo and things like that. And he, you know, that's it. He will take time off to sit and watch that. He just thinks that's wonderful. I think he likes military pomp and ceremony. I think he likes the spectacle of it and the regimen and, and the discipline and all of those things. And I can appreciate the beauty in that. So I, I get it, I guess. Yeah. But and maybe I, it's because he's not overexposed to it yeah. like you are, that it makes you like, oh, like another one. Do I really have to be interested? And hey, it's good for <laughs> tourism and poor old Brexit Britain needs the money, right? So yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> get out there, Kate and Wills, in your finery. Do a few <laughs> exactly. laps in the pumpkin carriage <laughs> and let's make some money. <laughs> I think I've answered my own question. After today, just hearing the sound of my own voice. Is it okay, Seagal, Mohammed, Fleur de Force? Is it okay to not like your own company? I hope so. Uh, 
Because I hate my own company. Really? I hate being alone. You seem all right. Yeah. I can hang out with no, you. I just hate being on my own. I get really like down about everything. Oh my God, you wait till you have a baby. Yeah. Then and then I'm like, all I want to be so is on my own. fucking excited <laughs> to have. Even 30 minutes on the loo on your own, you'll be super excited about that. That'll be like a holiday. Probably. Probably. Be, yeah. I mean, it depends because I like hanging out on my own. I feel like I need sometimes to just, I don't know, like go shopping on my own or watch TV on my own. Let, just... let me ask. I'm one of four siblings. What about you, Flo? One of three. One of three. Seagal? One of three. See, so that's the thing. I'd say that Seagal and I, coming from those big noisy families, yep. particularly a lot of boys in my house, I used to, you know, it was a long time. I think I was probably about 22 before I got some actual ever alone time. So that's probably why I really yeah. treasure it. Yeah, and I grew up. When I when I was younger, I always used to share a room. Like I've never, mm. I never had my own room, so I'd never had that like alone time as such. There was always, always, always people around growing up, even when I was a teenager. What do you do when the you're alone? First time, <laughs> I don't know. I I just watch Netflix, read a book. Um, sometimes I like just going like out for walks. It's a bit weird, but <laughs> so if I'm on a just walk with get my out. dogs, I'm always like ringing my mum, ringing like everyone that I know. I'm like, I need to speak to someone when I'm driving. I hate driving. Really? Anywhere longer than 40 <gasps> minutes. I'm like, oh my God, where's the Bluetooth? I need to talk to someone. <laughs> well, you are a proper <laughs> yeah. modern media mogul, but aren't you? You know what it, I, th- I think it comes down to is the whole introvert, extrovert thing, which I, I, I don't know how much you both know about this, but if yes. anyone doesn't know, it's not actually you're introverted means you're shy. It's actually where you get your energy from. And I very much get my energy from being around other people. So if I'm alone, I will be like asleep or, you know what I mean? I find it really difficult to kind of be motivated and kind of achieve what I want to achieve out of the day if I'm on my own. And also I think that all very much leads back to the fact that I work from home quite a lot. Mm. And Mm. what I do, everyone thinks being a YouTuber is really quite sociable and you're like, you know, you're talking to loads of people. No, you're talking to a camera in your room. A lot of isolation. There is a lot of isolation. And I think for me, over the past eight years, it's become very much like, I hate being on my own. Like, I just like, I'll do the work and then I want to see people. Because I only realised recently that I have introverted tendencies. And, you know, that does surprise people because I'm not shy quite loud like sound of my own voice or all of those things but my job demands a lot of interaction and a lot of making decisions and talking to people and I do reach a point and and I hate it it sometimes it happens at things like parties where suddenly it's like the battery is drained yeah and I just need I I'm done I'm done and I and I'm not rude about it but I can just feel absolutely overwrought with exhaustion at chatting and being up and I I have been known not very often I have been known to just enjoy my husband will come and say what the hell have you been doing and I've literally just been sitting in a chair staring into space because that's because <laughs> that's what I needed you, at that time yeah. it's almost like I'm switch off. like a robot and just need <laughs> let's just plug her in let her recharge for a few hours yeah yeah I'm a bit like that because I mean my friends always say that I'm an extrovert because I like I don't know like quite loud you know I like talking a lot yeah. too um but then sometimes you're as you're right like I I wouldn't call myself shy, but in certain situations, I wouldn't be the first to like, I don't know, be out there and like shout and scream about something. And in other, like you, sometimes when you do, although I do love socializing and speaking to people, there are other times where I just want to spend time on my own. And yeah. I don't know if that's introvert. So do you panic if you're on your own floor? I don't panic because if I did, I'd be, I'd have a serious problem because I'm on my own quite a lot. <laughs> um, but I just, I don't enjoy it. 
I find myself trying to make other plans if I'm on my own and I really have to force myself. If I'm on my own and I have to do some work, I'll often like go to a coffee shop and do it. So when I was writing my books, I literally, I'd sit down at the kitchen table and be like, can't do it. I hate it. I'll do everything else. I'm going to stroke the dog. I'm going to make some food. I'm going to like go and wash some clothes. Like everything to avoid just sitting there on my own with my own mind. If I go and sit in a coffee shop and there's other people around, smash it out. Seven hours or whatever. They hate me. A few coffees later, they're like, see, are I you get ever leaving? Yes, yeah, no, busy see, I place. I have to put headphones in and listen to music, but as long as there's people around, I very yeah. much am like, it feeds me. I think what we're learning here is that it's good to work out what what's right for you a hundred percent yeah I, I don't mean, think there's any shame in not liking your own company but you know it sounds like when well, you don't like your own company are you that bad a person <laughs> you seem actually, you seem all right yeah I mean yeah. I don't think I'm too bad I think there's definitely a point though I, I I don't know I'm all over the shop introvert extrovert there's definitely a point if I've had a couple of days at home like you know maybe a couple of days off work because I needed to do stuff and that there's definitely a point where yes You've got to get out of the house, girl. Yeah. You know, you, you now now I am boring myself. Now yeah. I actually <laughs> I want people in my face again. Yeah. So I'm I'm I think I'm I'm into the extremes. I love being alone, but then I crave. That's I, I mean. Know. I yeah. don't think I could. I couldn't live by myself ever. No, I think I that's don't think just. I could. So in that sense, I don't know. Maybe I don't like my company that much because I couldn't be around it twenty four seven. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it does really stem from the fact that my house has always been full of people and I've never had alone time ever growing up or even like now actually I still live at home so so it's like a luxury so yeah yeah it is a bit of a luxury (laughs) well if you don't like your own company and you don't like being alone then please do get in touch because we are looking for topics to discuss on glamour hey it's okay and if you email me your ideas at editor at glamourmagazine.co.uk we will read out your name and say hi so you won't feel alone and you may even get a little present from me for contributing to the podcast just wanted to say that that was a good good segue right yeah yeah i'm I'm pleased with that so thank you guys so much thank you sagal muhammad thanks for for having me breaking your podcast virginity with me today and thank you fleur de force it's been an absolute joy thanks for having me imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.